Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview. It's your Cape Crusader Cody, and we're keeping it geekly with our returning guest. We have Lori Foster. We're here to break down Cthulhu is hard to spell, but thankfully not pronounced, and everything in between. Welcome back to the stream, Lori. How are you doing tonight? Hey, I am doing great. How are you? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. We were talking backstage. I just finished up the last episode of uh, The Last of Us, and Thankfully, you know, the tears weren't flowing too bad because uh, I was able to come to the stream uh, and not cry the whole time. It's I don't know how they're doing it, but the way they are uh, taking that game and putting it on the screen is just remarkable. It really is. It's 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 emotional. It's it looks great. The effects are great. The acting's I have no complaints about it. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, two geeks talking. Uh, starting off, hey, dude, it's nice to see you this bright and early. I know these uh, cool people. Welcome to the stream, Kurt. Uh, Lori, for uh, everyone who is just seeing you for the first time on the stream, uh, give us a little bit about who you are and uh, how you got into creating comics. Sure. Um, so I am, whew, I'm an inker, I'm an editor, I'm an art director, I'm a cosplayer. Uh, kind of jack of all trades uh i own unlikely hero studios who are a small independent comic book publishing company um i started hmm let's see um i started as an illustrator myself uh and an inker and then kind of moved from there and as i you know realized i was good at running things <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of expanded from there <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you wear a lot of different hats. I mean, that has to be super handy in this type of business. Um, yeah, I mean, especially when you're you're starting out and you don't have money to hire a lot of people. It's helpful <laughs> to be able to do a lot of that stuff yourself. <laughs> so uh, what came first? Uh, the, you know, the inking or the writing or art? Um, like what was the kind of your first uh, very first steps into it? Uh, in comics specifically, it would be inking. Like, I just kind of started... I mean, I've always kind of wanted to ink, like, since I was a kid, and I just started messing around with it. I started adding it to my illustration portfolio, and eventually I started getting hired. And then kind of went from there, like, oh, I want to kind of do more than this. I want to... <laughs> and then uh, one thing led to another, and you started uh, illustrating, and... No, oh, that is awesome. So when did you end up forming uh, Unlikely Hero Studios? So the I actually didn't form it. Uh, it was formed by Zach Dolan uh, way back in the day, um, and they hired me as an inker for their book Super. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it kind of one thing kind of led to another. Uh, they were trying to get Super off the ground, and they were trying to put it on Kickstarter. And I kind of helped them figure that stuff out because they were, you know, they were really good. Zach was an amazing illustrator, an amazing writer, but he the business end of things was not his. Like he was, he didn't want to deal with that. So I mm -hmm. started helping them more, um, and kind of went from there. And unfortunately, Zach passed away in 2019. And I decided that I should continue the legacy and kind of keep going, make more books, do more stuff with it. That is a remarkable thing to take, you know, take the mantling and keep it running. I'm, I'm sure that was, you know, a, a heavy pressure, you know, to, to, to take that leadership. Yeah, I still kind of feel pressure about it. Like, I, I, I want it to be perfect for for his legacy and for what we what he was doing in the first place and i want to keep it going so i'm you know i'm always kind of thinking about okay what would he do or what would he think in this situation and i try to yeah keep him alive in that way 
No, that's 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 awesome. So, what is currently on the lineup for Unlikely Heroes Studios? So, uh, like, what all projects are you guys currently working on right now? Whew. Um, <laughs> there's a disturbing amount. Um, so we're working <laughs> on. <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, we just finished a campaign for Power Broker th number three and four. So, Power Brokers one through four are going to be going out. Uh, we just finished a campaign for Miss Medusa two, which you know about. <laughs> yes. Yes um uh, what else uh we're working on elsewhere volume four that's our that's our anthology um we have uh miss medusa number three in the works miss medusa presents which is going to be uh kind of a a bunch of stories based in the miss medusa universe but with different artists actually involved and kind of branching out from the series which mm -hmm. is going to be really fun uh you opened a can of worms here we're doing so much stuff <laughs> hey I, I love talking about comics so i mean that that's a perfect scenario for me <laughs> um yeah and then oh unthinkables two and three is coming and then of course right now we're we're doing a campaign for cthulhu's heart to spell and i think that's everything in the that is yes months. that is a full plate uh so i mean how like what is your involvement with that are you just kind of overseeing things or are you like working on any of those projects yourself outside of miss medusa um yeah i'm kind of all over the place with them uh helping with inks on some of them i'm editing some of them um i'm trying to remember what else what else am i doing on these yeah mostly <laughs> ed <laughs> uh, editing inking art direction kind of all three uh i am unfortunately not inking unthinkables but uh that's almost ready so i'm very mm -hmm. excited to get it released no, that is so awesome. It's it's good to be so busy that you have a hard time remembering instead of the other way around, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's too much going on. It's <laughs> so uh, last but it's time. Good. It's a good kind of stress. Last time we had you on was with a, a, a huge group of, of, of individual creators uh, talking about a whole slew of different Kickstarters. And uh, Miss Medusa issue uh, two, I believe, was the one we talked about last. How did that Kickstarter end up going for you? Uh, I know you said you were doing fulfillment. So how did that all end up happening for you? Like the end results? Oh, it went great. Uh, I'm trying to remember what we ended up with. It was a good amount of money. Uh, we got it all printed. I just finished getting it shipped out. Um, we had done a cross promotion with those other creators to give everyone this really awesome metal print if they backed all four campaigns, which mm -hmm. was just absolutely insane. Um, and I was the one who shipped those out and they just looked amazing. Uh, Fairy Metal Photography did them for us. And I think people are going to be blown away when they get them. I'm very excited. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So, uh, were you guys using backer kit to to help uh, fulfillment, or was everything just done individually? Uh, yeah, I've been using backer kit for fulfillment on the last uh, maybe ten campaigns we've done. Um, it just makes everything so much easier. <laughs> the, <laughs> the survey system is better. Um, it lets you do more stuff. Um, it um people tend to add on a lot more items in backer kit and cart after the fact as well like yeah so everything yeah fulfillment so, backer kit all the way i was really surprised i and maybe i'm not the only one i i thought of them as kind of like you know the uh for kickstarter uh they would hit you with the surveys and help fulfillment i didn't know they were a crowdfunding platform how has that service been like switching from kickstarter to backer kit um it's been great uh they I guess I can go over kind of the pros and cons. Because um, it's pros, in beta right now, right? 
Right. It's not, I, it's not open to everyone. They're kind of like talking to people and accepting projects on a case by case basis. Um, and I thought this anthology in particular would work well for what they're doing because everyone likes Cthulhu. So it's mm -hmm. easier to get people coming to their website um, than like a small floppy book or something. Um, <clears throat> the setup was extremely easy. Um, they were super helpful. They have helped me market the campaign, which is really great. Um, they like they'll answer emails immediately and there's a constant back and forth, which is part of the That's reason awesome. why I did it because it feels like a collaboration and not just like please see my project kickstarter <laughs> and maybe feature it you know like it's mm -hmm. more collaborative in that way um uh i found again their add-on system is just better because you can kind of upload images for every add-on so people see exactly what it looks like right away and they want to put it in their cart there's kind of some really nice functionality like that um it's easier to kind of copy and paste images and text just to make, just to build your campaign, which was really nice. Uh, just little like quality of life change like that, that made it really nice. Mm -hmm. um, they also have like different sections that you can click on for like, what is it about pledge level stretch goals add on so that someone doesn't have to necessarily scroll up and down for 10 minutes to find something like they want to see the stretch goals. They just click it and it pops them down or they want to see the reviews. They click it and it pops down rather than this gigantic 17 mile, like scrolling on your phone, <laughs> trying to find what you want, <laughs> which I really like. And then best of all, I'm sure they, they, they package it in uh, doing the, the fulfillment part as well, right? Like it's, it seems like an all-in-one package deal. Right. So, I mean, I fulfill through them. I, I use their, their, their software, their shipping stuff. Um, so, right, it's already set up. It's just going to bump right into their survey stuff That's and awesome. the fulfillment stuff. So it's super easy. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. And we're going to actually be taking a look at that campaign in here in just a few seconds. We're here to talk about Cthulhu is hard to spell. Uh, give us a little bit about this book. This is a heavy hitter. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this was initially an anthology published, uh, curated and published by Russell Nolte, um, uh, Wannabe Press. Um, I don't remember the exact year that he published it. It was a couple of years ago. Um, and he published it as a gigantic hardcover book, like a brick, 300 page brick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he published three volumes of 300 page bricks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> and, uh, after those three volumes, he decided, you know, he was going to retire the series essentially. Uh, but uh, he chatted with me and he asked me if it was something that I would like to take over and I decided I would. <laughs> and so what I did is basically I took his, we're going to start with republishing his gigantic hardcover bricks as shorter soft covers so that they're more affordable and more accessible for people. And you'll probably see them in stores, hopefully fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> so it'll actually be six as instead of three gigantic bricks, it'll be mm -hmm. six shorter soft covers. So this is the campaign for the first three. Um, and then we're going to go on from there and curate new shorter volumes in soft cover that will then be collected probably in an omnibus so we're going to do the reverse of what he was doing <laughs> no that is that's awesome so are you like keeping true to like the the structure of the stories like how the each story laid or do you have to adjust them to fit them in those smaller volumes uh no so none of the stories are getting split up or changed that we had before uh i am adding 
a couple of news stories to each volume just so if people bought the first ones and they want the soft cover format and they're like but they're not sure you get a couple of news stories uh fishley's doing a story uh michael norwitz is doing a story russell is actually doing a new story with nicholas tourists oh that's awesome um yeah so there's new material there's new covers um there's a bunch of merch on the campaign which russell never did merch um so there's shirts and 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 uh, socks and there's plans mm -hmm. for maybe some crazy pajamas and stuff down the line if we hit some stretch goals so how's it feel like because initially it sounded like he signed off on this anthology but to have him come back and working on a story for it like how does that feel to like kind of get him roped back into it uh yeah that's awesome yeah he's russell is is really cool he's really collaborative um uh, he's been really helpful getting helping me get everything off the ground and and you know kind of uh, uh and he was like you know i never did a story that represented the original covers for the series so why don't i do one of those and and i was like of course <laughs> like why how could i say no <laughs> um yeah and and it's a great story i just actually got the uh got it lettered and it's completely ready so i'm really excited it, it's no. ridiculous so i'm excited for people to read it that is awesome i think right now would be the perfect segue let's go ahead and head over to backer kit and check out this campaign and uh some some of the interiors as well thulu is hard to spell currently at thirteen thousand two hundred forty two of a ten thousand dollar goal with 186 backers and 16 days left to go congratulations on killing it right now uh i, I mean this has to feel awesome like moving to a new platform and like you know halfway through it like you're already funded yeah, I was, I mean, I was a little bit nervous. Um, Russell was like, well, you can, I'll be the guinea pig. I'm fine with it. <laughs> so he wasn't <laughs> super worried. Um, I was, of course, I mean, I'm nervous about every campaign, but I was, of course, just anxious because it is a new platform and they don't have a as big of a pre-existing fan base as Kickstarter, you know, just hanging around waiting to back campaigns. But yeah, I'm really happy with how it's going. Um, I'm hoping to hit a few stretch goals before it's over because we have some cool stuff coming. Um but yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited to get it printed and out. And and we have that really cute figurine that I'm just in love with. I was about to ask <laughs> if that Sunday. was a real thing. So is that like an add-on? Yeah, so it's it's a pledge tier and an add-on. We have a super, super limited quantity. We found an absolutely amazing uh, 3D artist named Keith Talbot mm -hmm. um, that had the... Uh, uh, he had he had designed this and we were like hey how you know how do you feel about you know printing some and then hand painting some for us because it is so friggin cute mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah this is like um, baby yoda levels of cuteness right now <laughs> i know it's amazing i'm obsessed with them um and so we're only offering 10 for the camp so 10 10 painted and 10 unpainted um, for the campaign because it's just you know it's just the one guy who crafted it and made mm -hmm. it and designed it and is painting them so you know it's not this isn't like a mass merchandise thing it's really special um, we're gonna have special they're gonna be in special boxes kind of like super limited pop funko stuff um, and they're about four or five inches so they're about the same size as a pop funko as well that's awesome I'm so excited and then uh, the first volume contains 20 stories. So by, diver excuse me, diverse creators all around the world about gods and the monsters of Lovecraft. Uh, this is definitely a heavy hitter for any uh, Lovecraftian fan out there. We have Mama Geekly over on Facebook saying uh, they are cute. The Cthulhu is very, very adorable. So what are some of your favorite stories we can look forward to in volume one? Is there any like ones uh, we should look, uh, look for uh, when we get this? Oh, geez. Uh, there's so many good ones. Um... 
so that uh, Nora by Angela Audling. Angela has just the the most unique style. Um, it's super cute, but it's super creepy at the same time. And like <laughs> no one else captures stuff like that. Uh, that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, I mean, it's hard to pick favorites because they're yeah. all great. It's like your children, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what about uh, the cat new is one... cryptic? I, I love cats. <laughs> yes. And we have a couple of cat stories because Lovecraft has some kind of cat related stuff. So we, mm-hmm. we have some cat stories that makes me really excited. Um, we have a, a story in the third volume that has... Um, uh, reference to Tentacle Kitty. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it it should be fun. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Kelsey Joe Silva did a story as well. Uh, that's really adorable. It's it's amazing seeing what what's the most amazing thing to me is seeing what all the diverse creators will do with Lovecraft's material. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just some absolutely there's some terrifying stories and there's some absolutely ridiculous ones where Lovecraftian gods are going to marriage counseling. <laughs> like there's just there's such a range of stories. Uh, it's incredible. Um, the one that Fish Lee is working on, the new one for the books, is also amazing uh, and ridiculous. And I wish I'd sent you the image. He he was sending me progress inks, and it's just pages full of like because it takes place in like a like an interdimensional office library and there's tons of like Easter eggs and books in the background. Oh, that's it's so it's cool. incredible. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. And all, I just love like how you were saying it earlier, like how, how diverse this art is, you know, you have so many distinctive styles. How, how does it feel to be overseeing this? Like, is this a, like your first project like of this level? Um, uh, our elsewhere anthology is kind of a similar vein. Um, we, I, I got into, it's kind of a cross genre anthology, that one too. Mm -hmm. So uh, our submissions are all over the place. Um, and then getting into this with Russell, um, he knows more prose than I do. So, (laughs) um, there's more name dropping on this anthology and more, you know, kind of that, uh, famous people working on it. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's incredible to just work with people and and have them come up with these awesome scripts and then getting it all together on time and it's it's nuts. This is gorgeous. And this is the first time we've gone through a backer kit campaign as well guys feel free to leave your comments down below like what you think of this layout i i think it is a nice clean layout and i love the pledge levels you know we don't have like a whole scroll bar over here to like you know a scroll within scroll uh, you know, it's just one nice, nice, clean layout. So we have pledge levels right here. $10 for a digital edition. And then you must choose one of three. So you can get one of three for $10, a $25 print edition. Uh, and then at 50 uh, sock it to me. Are these a pair of socks? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> They're super colorful. They're super comfy. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> That is awesome. And then we have uh, shirts, and uh, you can get a physical. This is a physical book as well? Yes, yeah. So uh, one of the physical books, uh, awesome shirt design right there, too. And then Respect Your Elders. So uh, what is this tier about? Uh, that's just everything. So you get the, all three volumes. You get the shirt, and you get the socks. So you're just decked out. Yeah, awesome <laughs> deal for 120 180 you can get that non-painted uh, Cthulhu uh, figurine right there. Or uh, excuse me, uh, what would you call that? Is that like a, a, a statue? I've been calling it a figure. I, I, yeah, it, it's like a mini. Yeah, 
I always have a hard time coming up with a name for him because, like, I don't want to say, like, I have, like, this, and I don't want to be like, well, I have a toy. Like, it's, like, it's Iron Man. Like, that's a, that uh, figurine sounds a little bit better. <laughs> right. And, like, yeah, it's, right. It's, like, a higher-end toy. I don't know what to call mm -hmm. statuette, figurine. I don't know what's the correct. I like uh, statuette. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we have uh, the retailer pack at 188 so you get five copies of each. At 325, you get the hand-painted Cuthulhu uh, deluxe uh, figure. So only 10 available on this. Act fast before they sell out, guys. Right here is the link to jump on that while you still can. And then the Mega Retail Mega Pack at 375. So 10 copies of each right there. And then a closer look at these socks. This is awesome. How, how like, did you come up with the sock idea? Yeah. So I, um, I love. That's actually the art from one of the covers by uh, Javier Agandona and. I love that design and I love crazy colorful socks. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so I talked to actually Alchemy Merch. They're the ones that are going to be doing our socks. And Tessa <clears throat> over there kind of helped us figure out how to get them designed mm -hmm. in a sock shape or whatever. Um, but yeah, so they cool. look amazing when they're printed. They're super bright. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's awesome. One of a kind too. I don't know how many Cthulhu socks are out there, guys. So jump on those while you still can. And then... A closer look at that uh, cute Thulu. This thing is adorable. I love the wrinkles in the feet the most. It's so cute. I don't know if we show one from the back, but he's got little butt cheeks in the back. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll see. Uh, no, I don't think we have one. I forget but... if we showed one. Yeah, I'll have to get that up there. So adorable. And the little belly button and everything. And then a look at the box as well. And then stretch goals. So add 15,000 all physical tier backers will receive a shiny metal bookmark. This thing is gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it's going to be so pretty and bright and shiny. And... Yeah. <laughs> and then some quick add-ons, too. So we'll just kind of scroll through there. You can get uh, Digital Volume 1, 2, and 3 for 10 bucks. Cthulhu is hard to caffeinate, decaf. You guys even have coffee? We do. We're crazy. We're all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> we have Ordinary Human Person. Uh, Cthulhu's butt cheeks are the cutest. I have a link. Pop it up. Let's get those cheeks on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> we have a uh, Cthulhu face pin at $12 a championship belt oh I love this oh man the nod to wrestling that is great <laughs> isn't it cute I love it and then the block pins as well you guys are really killing it with the merch this is some awesome stuff right here thank you and those and then, ordinary human person is Sarah and she actually designed those graphics oh so hey well welcome credit. Sarah yes yes welcome to the stream <laughs> shout out ordinary human person uh, so what we'll do is we'll kind of just remove this and as soon as we'll get that link we'll add it here But while we have you here for anyone who might be on the fence about backing What would you like to say to them, you know with 16 days uh, left on the clock? Oh Wow um, <laughs> No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> how do I how do I sell this to you if you're on the fence? Um, there's a lot of stories if if you're not sure like about the genre of stories we have every genre so like even if you don't like one there's like 20 more in each volume for you to choose from you should like at least half of them like i can i feel like i can guarantee that <laughs> um and they're a great price if you're also not sure we have the digital versions and the they're even cheaper they're a fantastic price um and we're not going to be offering any of this merch outside of this campaign so if you want those really cool socks that i keep shilling <laughs> you have to get them <laughs> oh, those are some awesome socks for everyone watching right here is the link to check it out once again and then kind of just what we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll switch our screen but as soon as uh sarah drops a link we'll, we'll switch back here so let me go ahead and 
pop right over here so uh, you know with 2023 you know we're still just a few months into it what's next for you in the uh, few couple months i know you uh, mentioned miss medusa issue three yeah that's probably gonna be later this year that's a really time consuming book because of how we make it we have a background mm -hmm. artist and a foreground artist and it's just like it's a lot so that's probably gonna be near near halloween again this year uh, miss medusa presents i would say is probably 60 percent done so that might be in in first quarter uh the surgeon issue six is also 80 percent done Mm -hmm. um and our our artist has, has unfortunately been really ill so we haven't been able to finish that we were hoping to release that uh in april but it might be a little late um oh man we just have so much going on unthinkables two and three uh is also like 80 everything we have is currently 80 percent done and i just want oh. to get it 100 percent <laughs> done before we campaign for it because i want the backers to just get it as soon as possible mm -hmm. so but it's all coming it's coming in the next couple of months <laughs> I, I still remember the one thing i loved the most was like the detail you had in uh, miss medusa's campaign as well like the tickets uh for the uh the tears i i thought that was so awesome like it, it just fit the theme so perfectly thank you that was also sarah ordinary human person <laughs> sarah just is <laughs> killing it that is so awesome so uh exactly. outside of uh you know comics and everything you know what you know what are you reading uh what are, what are you playing game wise okay so i just finished playing two things i finished playing god of war ragnarok which i got which i hundred percented because i'm wow <laughs> i heard there was an extra level after you completed 100 there was like a continuation of uh the ending chapter yeah, it kind of keeps going. Uh, it keeps going, and there's some other stuff you can do. There's, uh, there's. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, you're good. You're good. There's. <laughs> I, I can appreciate there's that. Some, okay, there's some continuation of the storylines that happened to certain characters. Mm -hmm. There is some continuation, um, and then there's, of course, like absolutely ridiculous, over the top, a uh, couple of boss fights that, if you want 100, percent you have to complete. That's true to to God of War form, though. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it actually keeps like it keeps going and there's a couple of storyline uh, arcs that are kind of closed up if you if you keep messing around in it which i had to because i was just addicted to it at that point um and then i finished uh signalis on the uh switch which Ooh. was a very interesting bizarre weird fun uh have you played it I've never heard about it. I was just about to ask, like, what it was about. Okay, it's like a survival horror. I, I would say it's like Silent Hill mixed with Evangelion. It's very that weird sounds sci-fi awesome. horror. It's freaking great. It's absolutely bizarre and scary and <laughs> a really cool storyline. I would absolutely, yeah, if you haven't played it, you should. I think no, you can I, get it on any system. I gotta check that out. Yeah, uh, we were talking backstage. I played uh, Atomic Heart. That's like a Russian iRobot. It is set in the 1950s. So think like kind of like old school Fallout, but like everything's Russian. It is such a weird and crazy vibe. And it's it's not horror, but it's like psychological horror, I guess. Like it's like oh, the AI. Cool. It's it's so it's it's such yeah a little bit of Portal too. Oh okay, Sarah, Sarah's playing a little bit of Portal. I think that's awesome. Or maybe that's uh, what Sarah was saying that game's like. Uh, I thought it, it was kind of similar to like Bioshock. It's, you know, that. Uh, and then Dead Space, the remaster for that just came out as well. So I was really happy to kind of dive into that and replay it. Dead Space is like one of my favorites. Uh, Sarah said she's going to be dropping that link, I think, in chat or sending it to you. Uh, the cute Thulu's oh, butt cheeks. Shut up. I think okay. The, the cute Thulu's cheeks were too cute. 
Uh, and, and we were not able to view it. You guys are just gonna have to buy that thing. You're gonna have to trust us and buy it. It was so cute. We're not even. It's unviewable. So, <laughs> my apologies about that. We tried. We it tried. Broke the internet. So, <laughs> so uh, Laura, you've been on the show before. Um, uh, you know... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. It's the, right, right. the lag's catching up. I think we're good now. Okay, we good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sarah, did the render break your shit? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, anytime I have an opportunity, I always want to try to catch it. This time we know if uh, something involves rendering, maybe hold off until after stream. So, <laughs> um, so uh, Lori, you've been on the show before. You know the drill. Anytime uh, I get a guest on, I always love asking for a little bit of advice for anyone who is new or maybe even seasoned and listening to the show. And with you having so many successful Kickstarters under your belt, I have to ask you, uh, what would some of your biggest advice be for someone looking to run one for the first time? Cool. Okay. Um, Kickstarter specifically. Um, I would, the first thing I would do is I would open up Kickstarter and I would just look at a bunch of other people's campaigns. I would look and, and see which campaigns are doing well and look at the kind of graphics they have, the kind of uh, text they have, the kind of thumbnail they have. Thumbnail is, is the most important thing, basically, on a Kickstarter campaign, uh, you know, after the product itself, because mm -hmm. it's the thing that people see on Kickstarter. So if you have a garbage thumbnail or if you have a thumbnail that's filled with text, nobody is going to click on it because they don't care. They want you want the craziest. <laughs> In fact, if you can afford to, I would have a separate piece of art made for your thumbnail specifically because it's literally the ad for your campaign it's mm -hmm. super important um another thing that i would keep in mind is that kickstarter isn't like a magical solution to make money you need to have some kind of fan base first <laughs> um and if you don't have social media and you don't have an email list and you just launch a kickstarter the chances that it's going to succeed are not very good so don't just assume that well oh man all these creators are doing so they've put work into cultivating yep. fans and lists and it's not even if you have the best product in the world if you don't have something driving people there beforehand it's it's the chance of success is lower so you have to keep that in mind it's not a magic fix everything solution mm -hmm. no i think some great advice right there and i think you know being real with yourself, having real expectations is is a big part of this. You can't just run a book, have no following, and expect it to sell a million copies. It's it's like that uh, the the saying about the person at the bar. You know, if you go to a bar, uh, you won't make friends unless you talk to the people there. You know, so you got you got to branch out. You got to make friends. You got to network. Some awesome advice. Thank you, Lori. Everyone watching right here is the link. Be sure to back this today. And if you're unable to share this wherever you can, word of mouth is 100% free. And it costs nothing to do, so we would love to see it. Lori, thank you for swinging by. Everyone watching, I hope you all have a fantastic Sunday, but most importantly, keep it geekly.